Girlfriends, episode number 65, Seven Ways to Be a More Positive Person. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about stomach viruses, snow that will not stop falling from the sky, there's no place like home, and I'm sharing six ways that you can be a more positive person. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. It's been a long week, I think, because when I sat down to record this, I'm like, gosh, what do I need to catch people up on? And it feels like I have lived a lifetime (laughs) since I last talked to you guys. And the reason for that is because I got really sick after I last recorded a podcast, like just barely finished recording it before I fell pretty sick to a stomach virus last weekend. Um, So anyway, it was a horrible thing. (laughs) Last Sunday, I got so much done. I was super efficient. I like did laundry and I did a workout. And okay, so I did this strength training workout, which, um, you know, I do probably not that particular one, but I do strength training, you know, two or three times a week. And when I was doing this particular workout, certain ones of the moves, I was like, gosh, this is really hard today. And that doesn't usually happen. I mean, I find it challenging and I try to keep it challenging, but not quite in that way. There there, um, are heavy weights that I try to lift. I try to do for each of the different moves, three sets of 12 reps. And on this day, which was last Sunday, I was doing like eight reps and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do anymore. And I just thought, has it been that long since I did these and I've just lost strength or whatever? Well, in retrospect, I was getting sick and I was starting to feel weak. And anyway, um, so then after that, I went shopping, I did laundry and I recorded a podcast. And then I found myself just like lying on my bed thinking, am I going to throw up? <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I find myself in that situation sometimes. And it's so funny because I never stop to realize I never lie around thinking, am I going to throw up unless I'm sick? But somehow in those moments before or just as you're getting sick, you're kind of in denial or something. I don't know, but it like didn't truly dawn on me that I was getting actually really sick until I was really sick. And it was a a quick, mercifully quick, but violent thing. (laughs) I was really sick for that evening and through that night and uh, better, you know, getting a little better by the next day, but really wiped out. And it took me really a good four days to fully recover and start feeling like 100% and like eating normally and doing my normal activities. And so uh, I really think it was a virus that I probably picked up when I was in Illinois. I heard some of the women talking about a virus in their community there. So no hard feelings because I know how these things spread. Nobody meant to make me sick. And it was... um you know, the kind of those, those kinds of stomach viruses, then, you know, after I started to get better, then my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, everybody in this house is going to get sick. It's going to be horrible. And my husband has a friend who's a biochemist who recently, their family went through the norovirus and he was texting with him while I was trapped in my room. And um, he told him a mixture of bleach and water, I think. It's like a certain concentration of bleach to use that will kill it. 
um, if it is norovirus, which I think it was that I had. And um, we used that on, you know, all the surfaces in the bathroom, on doorknobs and light switches throughout the house, um, in the kitchen and that sort of thing. So hopefully um, my family's not going to get sick. I actually hesitate to actually announce that nobody else is getting sick, but it's been one full week now, a week yesterday, because I'm recording this on mon- early on Monday morning, and nobody else has gotten sick. So I think I might have accomplished the impossible and contained a stomach virus. If you've ever had a stomach virus go through your house, you know that that is actually the impossible. These things spread like so easily and quickly, and everybody in your house has to get sick if you get sick. But let me tell you what we did. Um, so I contained myself, and I think it's only possible because I'm a grown-up and like a little kid, you know, forget it. They're just going to be all over and their germs are going to be all over. But I was very conscious and I stayed in my room and I just used the one upstairs bathroom and nobody else used that bathroom. Um, and then when I was feeling better, um, I still spent a full day kind of keeping to myself in my room and kept my mouth and nose covered when I went downstairs. We changed out toothbrushes. I sanitized sheets. Did you know that both the washer and dryer have a sanitized setting? At least mine do. Interesting. (laughs) I use them. But you know, when you hit sanitize on the dishwasher or on your washer or on your dryer, it just means it uses super, super high heat. So um, I had to be cautious about what I would put in that super high heat. And then those cycles on the machines (laughs) took like four hours. It was ridiculous. But I did all that. I like ran everything through sanitize, used that bleach spray on everything, changed out toothbrushes, was kind of like super thorough about what I did. And I think maybe we're being spared. And I'll be so grateful if we are, because, you know, the way it's going, if we all got sick now, forget it. Like, it'll ruin Easter. We won't be able to visit with family at Easter because, you know, stomach viruses, you stay contagious for a good long while, after, even after you're feeling better. So that was my big saga from last week. Um, and I'm so grateful to be healthy and drinking coffee this morning because it took me a while before I even wanted to drink coffee. So sad, right? Um, So anyway, uh, that was my big saga last week and I'm glad to be on the other side of it. And um, if you're going through a stomach virus, prayers for you. It's just a terrible experience and um, I'm glad that's over with and hopefully nobody else is going to get sick. Um, And then this weekend, and I'm also glad I got better in time to be able to make my trip this past weekend. I was just in Kansas, which was great. Shout out to all the ladies of Our Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Concordia, Kansas. Some women weren't even part of that parish and they traveled to be there. I'm so grateful that they were able to do that, that they were willing to do that because it was a wonderful day on Saturday. Shared my You're Worth It retreat with the women there in Concordia. Shared with them Jesus's message of life-giving love and his unique love for women talking about the women in the Gospels and the kinds of things that we can learn about the ways in which Jesus loves us and wants us to know him through those stories of real-life women in the Gospels. So the You're Worth It retreat, if you're not familiar, you can go to daniellebean.com forward slash retreat to find out more about this particular day retreat that I've put together. I've designed it especially for women to be a day experience. It's totally doable plan for your parish or your women's group. 
Even people who've never put on a retreat before have done this. They've invited me and we've, you know, kind of stepped out in faith together and made it happen. It's always been a joy and a blessing to be able to share this with women. So if you're interested in being a part of that, in finding a way to bring the You're Worth It retreat to the women of your community, let me know. You can um, connect with me on that page, daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. There's a little form there. Or you can just email me at danielle at daniellebean.com. I'd love to talk with you about... uh, ways we can work at bringing that retreat to you. All right. Um, I also promised that I was going to talk to you about the snow that won't stop falling from the sky. Maybe you're sick of hearing about it. Me too. Me too. I would like to stop talking about snow, but we got um, close to another foot while I was away this weekend on Friday night. Unbelievable. Uh, But a lot of it was melted already. And um, that's encouraging, but discouraging. They're predicting more snow for this week. And I'm just grateful, though, that in between the snows, we have um, some periods of warmth and really great, beautiful, beautiful sunshine that is melting that snow. One of the consequences of that snow melting is mud. Wow, it is really truly mud season and uh, I'm always grateful to see the mud in the spring, but our driveway, which is not paved, we have a gravel driveway, but um, you can't really call it gravel right now. It is a mud driveway with bogs in it and <laughs> it's terrible. That is really, our driveway has really taken a hit this winter and um, I'm in this dilemma now where I think, okay, I should just keep mud boots by the door keep decent shoes or nice boots in my car, just wear my mud boots out to the car because I try to wear decent shoes when I'm going to go out somewhere. They get utterly, completely, you know, soaked and destroyed mud all over them, just walking out to my car. So that's the kind of country living that um, we're enjoying here in New Hampshire. I hope it's beautiful and sunny and warm wherever you are. I love hearing from you. Some of you have um, sent me in your notes, not really bragging, but letting me know that it's a beautiful spring where you are. And that actually gives me great hope because it is going to come up here to the Northeast eventually, I think, after maybe after Tuesday's storm. That's when it's going to come. Yeah, that's what I'm going to think for the week going forward because I'm going to be a more positive person. (laughs) That's what we're talking about this week. I'm going to share with you six ways to be a more positive person. And you know what? I was kind of thinking of doing this topic. It it kind of dovetails with, you know, the recent topic we did about the winter blues and um, ways to get over those. But this is a time of year where it's hard. And I am finding myself struggling, not just because of the, the winter, but because of just being tired. It's so tiring. The things that we're, we're taking on in the spring and it can be a real challenge to remain a positive person if you're feeling tired. Like yesterday, I was uh, traveling home from Kansas and, you know, it's like two fairly long flights that I had to take. And by the end of it, it's so stupid. Like how hard is it to fly, right? You're just sitting there. But it's somehow really draining, really tiring. I don't know. I think it is for most people. Um, And I found myself by the end of that second flight, just I was becoming like a cranky pants traveler, like one of those grumpy people. And that's not my nature. I am not by nature a grumpy person or a negative person. So uh, I didn't like that. And then that's when I started thinking, okay, that's that's the topic I want to talk about this week, because um, we can all afford to be more positive in our lives. Even those of us who are naturally Pollyannas, I kind of think I fall into that category. I kind of make people crazy sometimes with um, 
my incessant looking on the bright side. <laughs> Not quite a Pollyanna. Um, have you seen that movie? She's actually, I think, annoying. But <laughs> I try not to be like that. But we can all be a more positive person. And, you know, I want to encourage you to think about how positive you are in your life. And some of us just, you know, we all have different temperaments, and that's okay. We all have different natural tendencies. Some of us tend to be more of a negative person to see the negative side. Um, I know and love many people who are that way. And, um, but, you know, I think part of it is knowing yourself and um, finding ways that you could possibly improve your attitude or adjust your perspective a little bit because the world needs more positivity, you know. We don't need more people pointing out what's wrong with the world. And and not to be fake and not to, you know, pretend bad things aren't going on if they're going on in your life, but, you know, just an attitude shift, a little bit of a different focus, a focus on gratitude and, and positive things in life will make you a happier person will make you, I mean, studies show that it, it improves your health to be a more positive person, to look on the bright side, um, to have that kind of perspective and attitude where you're an optimist um, is actually really good for you all around, for your stress levels, for your overall health, for your overall well-being. And guess what? It makes you a nicer person to be around. Think about the kind of people that you like to be around. You know, I, I like to be around people who are positive, people who are going to say the good things, see the the good things and say the good things. So this week, I want to encourage us all, myself included, to be more of that kind of a person. So like I said, I'm going to share six ways, six different ideas on this topic. The first one for a way to be a more, oh my gosh, I'm saying six. And here in my notes, I see seven. Huh? Okay, changing the name of this podcast to seven ways to be a more positive person. That's funny. Okay, so I'm going to share seven ways to be a more positive person. And um, the first of these is watch your media consumption. If you want to be a positive person, you cannot be glued to your television screen with cable news. You cannot be refreshing your Twitter feed and Facebook every 10 minutes and checking out all that's going on in the world. Because guess what? There's a lot of garbage on there. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that's going on. And especially since I find since the election this year, it has been super negative. I, I mean, everybody's noticed. It's just been a super negative cycle in the news. And there's just always something negative to report on, to see. And I'm not saying that we should like shelter ourselves from reality and we shouldn't know what's going on in the world. But I think being very conscious about how you consume media and how you take in your news can really help you to be a more positive person. I personally, I spiral downward if I am just reading the news all the time. And I like the news and um, at different times in my life, I've super followed the news and, you know, read it every morning or multiple times during the day. Um, But the way it is now, I think I find myself in a really negative downward place and just seeing all the bad things going on in the world and, and worrying about them. It causes anxiety, you know? Um, so, you know, just watch what you're taking in because it really does color the way you see the world. If you're taking in news on, you know, social media or online or having your TV and radio on throughout the day, that's what your head's going to be filled with. If you're being more cautious about how you're consuming those kinds of media and how you're taking in the news, 
what's going to fill your mind and your heart and your day is going to be the people around you and the work that you're doing. And those can be very positive things. I mean, of course there's negative, but those can be a much more positive thing. And, and you get to decide, you know, whether or not you're going to be focused on those negative news stories. So, you know, I'm not saying don't read the news and don't follow the news at all. Of course, I think that's probably unrealistic, but, you know, in your day, decide when you're going to do it be, you know, very deliberate about when you're going to read the news. Maybe you're going to do it every morning. I happen to think that's a terrible way to start your day, but maybe that's when it works for you. Or maybe you're going to say, okay, on my lunch break, I am going to check in on the news and, or, you know, do it once a day, pick a time when you do it so that it's just not consuming you every minute of every day. And really the way these news cycles go, they're just repeating stories anyway. And, um, you know, usually when a story first comes out, it shifts and it changes like 12 times before you finally get to the truth of what's going on there. So if you tune in, you know, 24 hours later, maybe you're just going to get a more accurate story anyway. So yeah, that's the first tip. Just watch your media consumption. You know, nobody needs to hear about Trump (laughs) that many times a day. I don't care if you love him or hate him. Nobody needs to know that much about him. So, um, you know, just be be cautious and, and be, you know, very deliberate and thoughtful about the way in which you're going to consume your media. Okay, the second tip I have for ways to be a more positive person is find something funny. We need to laugh. It's actually really good for your body. It's actually a great stress reliever to laugh. And there are lots of things that are funny. I find that is, um, it's a blessing actually for me that my natural reaction to many negative situations is to laugh. I just find them ridiculous. One, One time where I did this and it really kind of highlighted the difference between my husband Dan and me was when... um this was years ago, I had uh, a bunch of groceries I had just bought and the back door of our van where I, you know, had storage space and that's where I put the groceries didn't close properly. And I didn't realize that um, until I was like partway home from the grocery store. And I, then I realized that the back door had swung open and all the groceries had like fallen out, especially on this upward hill I had taken um, on my route home. And it was just such a ridiculous situation going back and trying to salvage some of our groceries that we were finding in the street and in the parking lot and whatever. It was so, I mean, I was with, you know, young kids at the time and they were like kind of helping me do this and we managed to salvage, collect some things. Um, but I found the, the whole situation hilarious. And I remember coming home and I was laughing so hard trying to tell Dan about what happened. Like I couldn't even tell him what happened because I was laughing so hard about this ridiculous situation. And Dan's response was like completely stone-faced. He he did not think this was funny at all. And he was like, you mean we just like lost a hundred dollars worth of groceries? Uh, what are you laughing about? And, uh, and in the moment I thought to myself, that is so funny because this is my natural reaction and that is his. And it really does highlight, you know, there's no um, judgment there, but it's, it just highlights that for some of us, this is more of a struggle than others to see the lighter side and to laugh about things. And, you know, there's that saying, if you don't, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. But I think that's so true. We need that release, especially in stressful situations. So how can you laugh? I mean, you can laugh at the situation if it's ludicrous, like that one was, Um, or you can deliberately, like if you're feeling that you're spiraling into this negative mode in your life, if you're feeling like you're picking at all the negative things going on, if all you do in your life is see bad things and 
you know, negativity, well, then maybe watch a funny movie or read a book that you know makes you laugh or call up a friend that makes you laugh, um, somebody that's funny in your life or that you enjoy having conversations with. We all need that. So look for ways that you can possibly do that. It might be your spouse and um, or, or your kids and, you know, find something funny to do and, um, you know, just get yourself that kind of laughter release there. All right, my third tip for a way to become a more positive person is move your body. All right, you guys are sick of hearing me say this, right? I'm not even telling you right now. I'm not saying exercise 45 minutes every day or whatever. I'm not talking about that. Yes, please do that. But (laughs) if you're not doing that, Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about moving your body throughout the day. I think um, a lot of times we fall into a habit of, you know, our routines of what we do for work and whatnot, and we just tend to sit still way too long. And you know what? Endorphins, people, you need those endorphins, and you get a release of those endorphins by moving your body, by being physically active. So work work some breaks into your day for um, moving your body in different ways. Maybe you're going to just you know, every hour, if you're, if you have a job where you're sitting a lot, every hour, stand up and do some squats or run up and down the stairs two times or um, go for a walk outside or do some jumping jacks. And our bodies weren't made to be so sedentary. And I think it contributes to negative moods. um, And it just really just that kind of bad, negative emotional perspective when we're sitting still. And we're moving from one seated position to another throughout our days. So move your body. Maybe this is a great one. Turn on some great music. I didn't even put this on the list, but this could be a part of it. And have like a mini dance party. Your kids will love it. You know, Um, my kids love it. If all of a sudden I'll get up and turn on some song that we all like and just crank up the... (laughs) (laughs) the volume on it, it just, it kind of gives you that kind of jolt of energy and super fun. Move your body if you enjoy dancing, um, or even if you're a terrible dancer, it can be fun to do that anyway. um, You could make a playlist, especially for these kinds of situations where you're feeling negative. Make a playlist of songs that are happy, that make you feel up, that you enjoy, that give you energy. Um, I have a funny playlist on my Spotify, which my kids and their friends kind of put together one night. They just kind of passed around my phone and everybody added some songs that they enjoy. And I call it my partay playlist. And whenever, you know, I feel like we need a mood boost, that's what I will turn on in the house or while we're doing chores or whatever. And, um, you know, so music can really help you to do that, but move your body. You know what? I thought of this last night and I actually practiced this last night. One way you can move your body is to just clean your darn house. I know, seems so dumb, right? There's somewhere in your house that needs to be cleaned. I promise you. (laughs) And cleaning your house is a great way to get some physical activity. Because, you know, like yesterday I was home and I had, you know, gotten home from my trip and I had had a very sit down kind of day because of traveling. And uh, I was kind of lamenting the fact that it was getting dark and I wasn't going to be able to go for a run or anything before the end of the day. And then I thought, well, I can certainly clean up something, you know, so I spent some time like super focused on cleaning up um, the kitchen and uh, some other areas of the house. And 
really being deliberate about getting some physical activity about it and um, took some trips up and down the stairs in the process of decluttering some spaces. And it's just, it's a great way to move your body in that way that's going to give you that kind of energy and um, positive kind of release of endorphins. But also you get the end result of a clean space in your house, whether you're mopping a floor or vacuuming a room or just decluttering somewhere that also will give you that kind of positive boost and positive thing to focus on. So move your body. That is number three. Okay, moving on. Number four, help somebody. This is a really good one. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling blue, if you're feeling like there's just so much negativity in the world, guess what? You get to be something positive in the world. You get to do something. You get to choose to do a positive thing that you can focus on. So help somebody. I promise you, you know somebody who needs some help. I don't care what it is. You know, maybe a neighbor who um, needs some help in their yard. Maybe it's a friend who's feeling lonely. Maybe it's somebody who could use a meal brought over to them or even just, you know, a surprise treat, like bring somebody a banana bread or, um, you know, whatever it is. There are people in your life who could use some help. Go out of your way to do something kind for somebody. Feels so good and you get to be a positive force for the good in your world and give you something positive to focus on. So that can just instantly make you a more positive person. It instantly makes the world a better place and gives other people positive things to think about and to recognize and be grateful for. So think of somebody in your life that um, could use some help and reach out to them, give them the help that they need. So that's number four. Number five, hang out with positive people. Okay, we can't all control who we're hanging out with. I mean, um, I remember once I heard that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that kind of depressed me because that meant I was going to, I, you know, <laughs> I spent all day with my very young children and that meant I was probably about four years old or something. <laughs> and it does feel that way, right? I mean, if you're home with little kids all day, you do feel like you've reached that mental level by the end of your day. Um, but that's not what I mean by this. Hang out with positive people. Make sure you have positive people in your life. Make sure that you have those positive influences. And maybe the people in your family are negative people you, that are unavoidable, that you, people you love that you share your home and your, your life with. Okay, but then seek out positive people. You know, seek out that that friend or that acquaintance that you know that is a, a cheerful, bright person and spend some time with that person. You know, get yourself infected with it because you know what? I, I really do think we feed off of each other's energy and I don't mean energy in some weird new agey way. I mean energy like the, the kind of perspective you have on the world and um, the kinds of feelings that you put out and the kinds of feelings you inspire in other people. Do you know, do you ever notice somebody who's like a person that just, they walk into the room and they just light up the room. They just bring happiness, joy, you know, laughter, positivity, optimism, wherever they go. Don't you admire that? I do. And don't you want to be that? Maybe we can't all be that person perfectly, but we can all work toward being more positive in our life. So, you know, if you know somebody like that in your life, you know, hang out with that person, spend some time with that person. Um, and, and actually give some thought to the people that you are spending your time with. Um, this is something I encourage women to do all the time is kind of screen what your influences are. You do get kind of influenced by 
people in your life. And I've noticed this at various times in my life where um, there was there was one time where I had to make a very conscious choice to no longer be, you know, not that I shunned this person, but um, there was somebody who I, I didn't know, you know, I wasn't like close friends with or anything, but that I was interacting with and kind of hanging out, spending time with on a regular basis, who was a super negative person, super negative, especially about her vocation as a mom and her struggles with it. Um, and I found that it really affected the way I was approaching my life, even though I was, you know, very happy in what I was doing with my life. But then these little thoughts would creep in and they, and I knew that this person was the, in my time spent in conversation with this person and negative conversation with this person was the source of that. Just be aware of the fact that people do influence you, whether you intend for them to or not, the people you're hanging out with, the people you're talking to. And this goes back to that media consumption. Maybe the people that you're talking with and hanging out with is stuff like, the, the media that you're consuming, um, maybe it's through blogs and stuff, even if you're not even leaving your house, you know, just be aware of the kinds of influences you're allowing in your life, because it really does affect you. And ultimately, it affects your own happiness. So why why take on that negativity? Why Why look for that when you could be taking on something positive? So that's number five, hang out with positive people, and that will help you to become more positive yourself. All right, number six, my tip is read God's word. This is great. I love the opportunity to do this. If I think of it in the moment where I'm feeling negative, where I feel like there's a lot of negative stuff going on in my life, take a five minute break. Pick up your Bible. And um, I like to read the Psalms. I like to um, read the Gospels and just read Jesus's own words. Find a Gospel passage that you particularly enjoy, maybe, and just read it through those familiar stories, those stories we've read a hundred times. And just, you know, maybe say a little prayer at the start to ask God to, you know, open your eyes to something new in his word, to open your heart to, to receiving his message of love. Because there is no more positive message than God's word in in the gospels especially that's the good news it's called the good news you know um and i'm not saying you have to like take on a giant bible study or something but spend some time just reading god's word and and really just focusing on it reflecting on it soaking it in making it real to you maybe read a bible passage um of one of the miracles of jesus and and try to picture yourself in that moment in that place in that time picture yourself there with jesus and um for me, that always works to change my mood, change my focus, change my attitude, because it just puts it all in perspective. You know, I think we get negative because we forget to see the big picture. We forget why we're here, what our goals are, you know, um, and that can be really challenging. But even if you're going through something very challenging in your life, even if you're going through something very hard, um, that big picture is still good news. The ultimate, the end of the story is a happy ending. We have a happy ending. We have Jesus who knows us and loves us and came to save us, who wants us to be happy with him forever in the next world. So we have that beautiful, positive, powerful message. And taking the time to just really read it is a beautiful way to kind of refocus your energy, refocus what your goals are. You know, if you're having a bad day, if you're just feeling like it's all negative, that can be a really great way to kind of shift and um, change your perspective and reset some goals for your day. So hit that reset button, just read God's word, find peace and calm, reassurance and joy inside of Jesus's own words to us in the Bible. 
Okay, so the last tip for being a more positive person, adding positivity to your life that I want to suggest to you is number seven, plan something fun. Sometimes it really helps to have something to look forward to. And it can be something small, like, you know, um, maybe you'll make a special dessert to share with your family and you can look forward to that later in the day. Um, or maybe you're going to plan something a little bit bigger, like a day trip, like plan something for next week with, with your kids or over the weekend with your family, plan a date with your spouse, even if it's just staying in and making something for dinner for just the two of you, you know, plan to watch a movie, I don't, whatever it is that brings you joy or that you and your family really enjoy. Um, doesn't have to be complicated at all, but it can really help to have something positive that you're looking forward to. And um, that can change and it can, it can make it so that you don't notice the negative things quite so much. You know, nobody wants to be hanging out with an Eeyore. So if you're finding yourself thinking about all the negatives and dwelling on the negatives, then, you know, switch your focus and make a positive plan. And, you know, ultimately, that's what my message here is to you with all of these tips is you get to decide. So many times I think we fall into the habit of walking through our days like we're victims of everything that's going on around us. And that is like the ultimate negative attitude. And, you know, so the ultimate tip for, you know, that covers all of these is you have the power to decide if you're going to be a positive person. All of these are ways that you can um, shift your focus and kind of, you know, make yourself focus on the positive a little bit more, change your perspective. But ultimately, the message behind all of them is you get to decide. You have the power. Doesn't that feel good? (laughs) I I think sometimes uh, it's tempting to think like we're just victims of everything going on around us. We don't get to control if we're Um, seeing the negative or not, the negative's there. And so, of course, we're going to focus on it. Or all these bad things are going on in my world or in the world at large. And so, um, you know, I'm not going to deny it. And so I just have to walk around in this bad mood. But that's not true. And you can take positive action toward becoming a more positive person. You can be conscious about it. And sometimes just realizing that and taking whatever small move, even if you don't do anything, if you just make it, you know, a conscious shift in your thinking that you want to be a more positive person can make all the difference in the world. So it doesn't have to be complicated and you get to decide. You have the power to decide. You get to control your thoughts. I remember one time um, a friend of mine telling me that when that she was really struggling with anxious thoughts at night and that sort of thing. Um, and she said it was just so empowering to her to suddenly realize that she controls what she thinks about. And yeah, sometimes, you know, thoughts pop into our heads or we can't help but notice the negative. Um, but you get to decide how you react to that. Are you going to dwell on that negative thing that just popped into your head? Or are you going to make a conscious effort to focus on something positive instead? You get to choose. Choose rightly, my friends. I don't know um, if that's a Star Wars thing. Do they choose in Star Wars? Is this funny? I don't know Star Wars at all. <laughs> I haven't even, I mean, I, I saw, okay, I saw Return of the Jedi. That's the only one that I've seen completely. I know. It's terrible. I have absolutely no desire to watch those movies. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's just an aside. Okay, so I'm going to just rerun over these seven ways to be a more positive person. First, watch your media consumption. Number two, find something funny to focus on. Three, move your body, people. Four, help somebody. 
Five, hang out with positive people. Six, read God's word. And seven, plan something fun. Do you struggle with being a positive person or do you have some other ideas and tips for how others can become a more positive person? What works for you? Let me know. You can email me at danielle at daniellebean.com. I always love to hear your feedback on the different topics we share here. Or you can go to daniellebean.com in the show notes, leave a comment or click that little side tab thing that says leave voicemail. I would love to hear from you and I'd love to add your voice to a future podcast episode. And speaking of feedback, we heard from David again this week. Hey, Danielle, David Novachevsky, um, uh, calling about the tea, or I guess messaging you about the article about the teens. Thank you for a very timely uh, topic. It's wonderful. Your suggestions are all very great. Um, I have a teenager for about two months now, and uh, you've given me a lot to ponder. Uh, and pray over and reassess. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, know of my prayers, your, your podcast is wonderful. Thanks. So thank you, David. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you used Voxer. If you want to use Voxer like David, you can go to daniellebean.com. In the show notes, there's a link to connect to my Voxer account. If you don't know what Voxer is, it's this cute little web app that you can use on your phone and you can very easily just hit a button and record record voice messages for one another. It's a really fun way to interact with friends and family and you can also leave me feedback that way. So thank you, David, for um, reaching out and for your encouragement and support. I feel like we should make David like a an honorary girlfriend or a co-host here on Girlfriends because he's so great about giving me that feedback um, and kind of sharing his own thoughts, which are usually very helpful and insightful. So thank you, David. I appreciate that. Um, I did hear from a number of you through um, email as well. Some of you shared some private stories too as well about teens. And um, I'm glad that the episode is helpful to people. I heard from some parents who don't have teens yet and are afraid of the teen years and um, they were encouraged to find some positive messaging about the teen years because I think our culture does just um, even within the church or especially within the church maybe focuses on negativity and um, eye rolling about those teen years but they really can be a wonderful thing so again that was um, last week's episode number 64 if you want to check it out if you haven't listened to that one yet. Okay, next up, um, I have a little feedback um, by email from listener Beth who sent me this quick little note that spoke right to my heart. She says, Danielle, I don't want to be another person asking you how you do it all, but really, how do you do it? I'm a mom of five kids, 11 and younger, and I am just drowning in the housework. Everyone says, forget about the housework because, quote, babies don't keep, but I am getting depressed by living in a constantly messy house. How do you keep up with everything? Beth. Oh, Beth. (laughs) You're right. Um, yeah, don't be another person asking how I do everything because I don't. I know I keep saying that, um, and it's true. And you know what? I I understand this struggle. I do because the people that are telling you babies don't keep and don't worry about the housework, yeah, they're they're right. Um, it's true. And I've given that advice to people myself too, like let it go. You know, let the dishes sit in the sink and just you know live your life with your kids. But I totally understand, and it's actually very normal and human to feel like you don't want to be living in a mess all the time. And to some extent, 
it's there's just no way around it. And that's one of the sacrifices of family life that we don't live the perfectly orderly life in perfectly orderly homes, like some of us would prefer more so than others. Um, it bothers some people more than others. Um, but I think it does on some level bother all of us. You're you're affected by your surroundings, you're, you know, where you live and the kinds of things you're looking at and seeing and experiencing throughout your day affects your mood. And um, this fits right in with being a more positive person. If you're looking around your house and you're just seeing mess and then a mess and then a mess, um, that is super depressing. And I get it. And I, I get the need for a little bit more order. So um, I don't have a magic answer for you, Beth, because I don't know exactly what your circumstances are. But I, I want to encourage you to, you know, your your kids are, some of them, the oldest is 11. So they're very capable of helping you. And I know I hated getting this advice sometimes because it's more work to actually have the kids help you do work sometimes. Um, but I would look for a balance between teaching kids some basic cleanup stuff. Um, what really helped me when everybody was little was having regular cleanup times. Like um, after meal times was kind of a natural place to do it. So in the morning after breakfast, making sure the breakfast gets cleaned up before we begin anything else. Um, and then, you know, after lunchtime, before nap time, um, making sure just basics, toys are put away, um, dishes are cleaned, floors are swept or whatever needs to be done, you know, the tables wiped down, um, those kind of basic things that make a difference in how your house looks and feels to you. If you are absolutely drowning, um, I would encourage you to just kind of make an intervention in your life. If you just, if you're feeling overwhelmed by it and drowning, that's not okay. You shouldn't feel that way on an ongoing basis. It might mean getting some help. Some people pay for house cleaning help. And if that's that's an option for you, go for it. No no guilt about any of that, asking for um, and getting that kind of help and support. It would be great. Um, but if that's not an option for you, then maybe finding a way with a friend. Um, I, I did this when my kids were, were a lot younger and um, I was really struggling that they were, and I didn't do it a ton, but I did it when I felt like I wasn't in control of my surroundings anymore. And um, what you can do is just with a friend kind of swap who's going to take care of the kids for even in the same day we've done it. Um, I remember one time we worked out like everybody was at my house for two hours and then everybody was at her house for two hours. And um, we each got a chance to either run out and do some shopping on our own or really super focus on cleaning an area of your house that's driving you nuts. You know, it's, it's not okay to feel like you're, you're drowning in that all the time. And I, I think that advice, although it's, it's meant well and the idea behind it is true that babies don't keep, I, I feel like it's kind of huge keeping on guilt for moms. Like, you're not enjoying your baby. Well, I can't enjoy my baby if I'm sitting in the middle of a giant pile of a mess and just looking around and seeing chaos everywhere. You know, that's not enjoyable for me. So it's okay to be honest about that. And it's okay to address it. It's okay to find ways and reach out for the help and the support that you need. Maybe your husband's able to help you. That doesn't mean you're going to assign chores. But um, I found that sometimes when I feel like my life is not in control and I start to get that temptation to feel like I'm a victim of all of it. Just having a real talk with Dan can be so helpful to me. Guys have this outside perspective and, and this this thing where they can be emotionally detached and speak very reasonably about things for the most part. It's very helpful to us, especially when we're, we're feeling emotional about our circumstances. So at those times, sometimes just sharing with your husband what's going on, what's on your heart, what you're struggling with, not in a, an accusing or demanding way, but just in a, here's something I'm really struggling with. And, and men, they love love to help. So they love to be your hero. So set them up. 
tell him tell him the ways in which you're struggling and, and wait for his input. He he might have a way that um he personally can help or support you or he might have an idea of a way that you could do it. Um and you know, having older kids, it does mean that they can be pitching in. Um I, and I find that although I already mentioned it's sometimes more work to teach a kid to do a chore and enforce a kid doing a chore than it is to just do the darn thing. I think a balance between those things is important because our kids do need to be learning how to do these basic things. They do need to be contributing members of your household. I mean, um, I, I love the Little House on the Prairie books, the Laura Ingalls books, um, and Ma Ingalls, although I think she's so fake. I, I'm sorry. Uh, nobody's that perfect but it's Laura's perspective which is really sweet you know she has such great admiration for her mom in writing about these memories of their home life and um, just obviously loves and admires her mom so much and that really comes through in those books but one thing um, that I always notice is like Ma Ingalls is not a mom who's like getting on the floor and playing with toddlers like Ma Ingalls is getting her work done and she's having the kids right along with her it's not like they're not having time together it's not like she's ignoring her children Um, so you know that could be a mom for you that um you know not to not to feel that that guilt of babies don't keep I'm not sitting here enjoying my baby right now um I I'm more worried about the housework like there was this article that was you know it was going around everywhere on Facebook I really I couldn't stand it it was this woman talking about how now she can vacuum her carpet and have perfect lines in her carpet but her children are all grown and she just regrets the time that she spent focused on housework when they were still home and maybe that person did have a very unbalanced life and was way too focused on the housework or something but come on like we have enough guilt being heaped upon us and we heap enough guilt upon ourselves as moms let go of that stuff it's just garbage honestly like nobody's perfect and you're never going to have this like perfect balance in your life of all these different responsibilities we're all doing so many things moms especially moms who are at home with young children so many responsibilities so many things going on stop it with the guilt about not focusing on the right things make your life work for you beth um if you're struggling with that it absolutely needs to be addressed make sure that you're a happy mom and then you'll enjoy your baby, you know, uh, spend some time making sure that you are happy in your home. And one of the things I like to do um, is just remember, like, you are the queen in that house, you know, act like it, you know, make sure it's a place that suits you, you get to decide the tone in your home. It doesn't always work out exactly perfectly the way you want to. Um, I will never have the decorated home of my dreams. It's just, you know, it's a reality that we, we all are struggling with, that things are going to come up short of our expectations or I- ideals. Like, not a, you know, we're not going to reach that on this side of heaven. But absolutely address the situation in your home if you feel like you're you're being overwhelmed. I hope that's helpful, Beth. If other people have ideas or are struggling similarly and um, have thoughts about ways to address that, send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com, or leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you and um, share your advice for maintaining that balance between being happy at home, spending time with your kids, and the never-ending housework. And before we wrap up here, I just want to mention that I have scheduled another Girlfriends Live 
for next week on Monday the 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have another one of our little get-togethers online. I've been experimenting with this and it's been a ton of fun where we can interact with one another. It's not just me talking into a microphone and you receiving it, um, that we can actually interact online um, through video and chat. Um, So Girlfriends Live is happening next Monday, April 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you want to be a part of that, it's easy to get the invitation. You just need to become a Patreon supporter of the Girlfriends Podcast. It's a special benefit for podcast supporters. So um, you go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash girlfriends for a pledge of as little as a dollar per episode. A pledge of any amount um, qualifies you for an invitation to Girlfriends Live. I would love to be able to connect with you there. So check it out. Go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. So that's it. We're wrapping up for another week. Thank you so much for all the ways that you encourage and support me here on the podcast. I love it when you share on social media and I love when you leave me those iTunes reviews. They really do help get the podcast out to new and um, potential listeners. So that's a wonderful way that you can support the podcast if you aren't able to support it financially at this point. But the number one way that you encourage and support me is just by showing up every week. I so appreciate the fact that you listen to the podcast, that you share it with your friends, that you hit that subscribe button. Just your presence here is a true gift to me. I love that we have this opportunity to connect every week. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you'll enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a daniellebean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy.